Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball's Group Therapy. You are joining me on Sunday night, November 27th. It's about 10.30. Dallas Mavericks just fell for the fourth straight time, though this time to the Milwaukee Bucks, 124-115. to 115. Uh, I don't know, guys. I don't know how long we're going to talk in here. I, I said that last night, and then I had to cut us off. People were so pissed. Um, the Mavericks are below 500, though losing to the Bucks is not necessarily something you want to be super upset about, as they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, the Mavs just don't have answers right now. Uh, they only won one quarter, and it was the third quarter where they started Christian Wood. And after the game, head coach Jason Kidd said, did I like the result? We lost. If we're at the CYO and everybody gets minutes and shots and everybody is happy, then yeah, that's cool. Just, I don't know what to do with this sort of guy. Because he wants to win his way, but his way doesn't win. So I think we're in for a really long season is what we're in for here. Unless, uh, Unless there's some sort of like actual intervention staged, unless the team gets sick of his shit, this is what we're stuck with. Uh, he doesn't want to play Wood. The only two times that he's played Wood over 30 minutes have been losses, and he'll probably use that as reason to not play Wood. Wood is a mess defensively, let's be clear. Um, really bad. <laughs> but the offense works, and they don't have enough offensive players. Um Spencer Dinwiddie continues to shoot the ball really well, and they keep losing games. Uh, you know, the rest of the team can't hit can't hit enough shots. I don't know what to what to say here. They they need to get stops. Like I guess part of it is is defensively, but again, the Bucks are just really, really, really good. Um, so this just seems like more like a big picture issue. You know, maybe they can write it uh, write the the course if at some point. I don't really see when in the schedule. But when you give up, as as Dodang Do in the chat notes, 73 points in the first half, that's a team thing. I mean, JaVale McGee was negative 10 in four minutes. JaVale McGee was the marquee offseason signing, and he has proved useless within five minutes. So, uh, okay, let's go to the chat. We're going to bring people on, and then we'll uh, get on with our lives. Hey, Brett, what's going on? Hey, Kirk, how, how do you feel after that game? I mean, obviously, I mean, I'd say to me, I'm not – Mad about this game, you know, in the no, in, yeah. in, like in specific, like it's the second game of a back to back against the second best team in the Eastern Conference. They were going to lose that game nine out of ten times, regardless of how well. I think that's right. I mean, I wrote this in my recap that when you allow like the Celtics and the Bucks to shoot close to 50% from three, you're not going to win. Um, so there's this elements of this game, despite the bigger picture issues with the Maverick, I'm not particularly bothered by it. I thought we saw a, a, a sign of life from a few players, you know, Maxi Kleba hitting some shots, looking spry and good. That was nice to see. Uh, I thought Josh Green played a pretty good game in limited minutes. Uh, look, look, didn't look afraid. There's, there's elements, that sort of stuff. You know, Luca had an up and down game to a degree, too many sloppy turnovers in the first, but really got, got the game together. I, I, you know, it, it, this this felt like a bit of a schedule loss when you're you're trying like it's it's a back to back on the road where your best player plays 43 minutes the night before and you still lose and it's it's this one this one felt sort of written in the stars so I was I was nice I was glad to see the fight from the team I think is what I like yeah I when I read kids quote after the game I don't remember whose account I read it on the first time but I thought it was like that someone was doing a bit like I thought some that this was like 
someone's parody of like what kid would say after a game like that. And then I realized like, no, that was actually what he said. And I just, I mean, like. You give up 41 points in the first quarter. You give up 30 points in the first six minutes. Like who is that? You know, that's a team thing. That's a, you know, Dwight Powell starting center thing. It's, it's rough. It's really rough. Yeah. I mean, I think Powell plus minus looks a little bit better with some of the garbage time, but like there was a point at which like him and JaVale were like a combined minus 20 in like six minutes of game time. <laughs> right. Right. Like, like when I saw that, I was like, I was like, wow. Like it seems like, like if they just simply ch- chose to not to play those players, things might be better. But I mean, I, and I, and I get, you can't play the, like those lineups that they play with Kleba at the, like, Max, you can't play the five 30 minutes a night in the regular right. season. Like, and, and, and that, that's what I feel like ends, ends up happening. I mean, that's what happened last regular season. That's what happened the year before that in the regular season is that midway through the season, they realize that that's the best lineup that they can play is a bunch of small guys and Maxi playing the five. And then he plays a lot and then he gets injured and then he can't shoot for the rest of I mean, we just, we're largely talking, and, and then, you know, kid aside, it's just team structure issues where you have nowhere to go. They have to play Tim. But I pointed – I wrote this in my recap. I mean, we have 60 games of Tim on, under Jason Kidd. He's shooting 32%. From well, the, I think Carlisle, Carlisle must have helped him enough with his shot to where it's like – it feels irreparably broken. Like, th- this is rough. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like he's – like, he's not like he's missing a little bit. I mean, he he's missing – terribly like every mm-hmm. like every miss is like barely hits the rim that that one at the end when i think they were only down 12 and they were trying to make one last push he got a right wing three that grazed the front of the rim and that came after one where he hit the side of the backboard like we're in we're in yips territory with well him. i mean i mean my feeling with with him is that if you i mean if you look at the entirety of his career he 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 played like 18 really good months like he, he was yeah. Like, 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 I feel like it's kind of easy to forget that when he came to the Mavs, it was a tax. Like, like he was the bad contract tax in yep. the Porzingis deal. Like, he he had been seen previously by multiple teams as like a guy you don't want there because he is like empty numbers and can't really score that well. Like, he's a scorer who's not that efficient and can't really handle the ball. And then the Mavs, you know, and then and then he managed to shoot like, you know, 5% better than his career average for two years, got a good contract, and, you know, now is the same guy he was. No. Yep. And and I, I, I tonight I just kind of, like, we have 20 games. I'm sick of seeing it. They need to try something else. They need to put his butt on the bench. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's no reason. Like, I, I get, like, you know, Finney Smith struggling, Bullock struggling, whatever. Yeah. They bring it, defense. Yes. Tim doesn't, if Tim's not hitting, he doesn't bring a thing. Like, I, I don't know, know who said it. I mean, I'm sure many people have said this, but, you know, if he misses his first shot, like, he should play no more than five minutes in that game. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like it's the litmus test. Like, Timmy's hot, Timmy's cold. Like, like, if he's hot at the end of the first quarter, then, you know, you know, maybe let him get some run. But, like, if he, like, bricks a couple shots, then just yank him and then, like, play Bretons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is frustrating. Yep. Well, you got anything else for us? Nope, thanks. All right, appreciate you coming up, Brett. All right, coming up next, we got. Let's go with Chris. Hey, Chris. How you hey, doing? Kirk. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. Yeah, isn't it funny in that pregame um, 
like, yeah, the, the lineup's going to be changed. We'll, we'll see you back after the commercial. I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to start wood, right? And it was a, yeah, Sid Bullock and start THJ. What a, what a slap to the face to us, right? Well, I mean, he's got he, – he, I am loathe to say anything that will get me in trouble, but I am just like – the the conspiracy in my brain right now is is just it's growing where I'm just like this feels like something other than it just feels different. Tanking. Do you think we're low key tanking right no. now? No, oh. <laughs> thank God. But it just it it feels like there's a real like there there's reasons beyond what we're understanding why he's not playing now. Whether those reasons are justified or a completely different viewpoint, but. I, I just I can't understand it at this point. His defense is pretty bad. I will give kid that, but the like the the defense is the team defense is bad. It's not like the team defense is bad just because of him is the thing. It's it's an extension. That's where I'm frustrating. Yeah, uh, you know I, I'm not even mad anymore, man. It's like it, this sucks and it's kind of saddening, but it's we're twenty twenty games in or whatever. I mean. If there's not a, a severe roster shakeup this season, there won't be though. That's what I'm saying. Then yeah. we're probably not even going to make the plan. My question is: Let's say we do make the plan. Let's say we're the tenth seed. Would we be bad enough, uh, seating, seating wise, I guess, to uh, keep to be in like the lottery? I don't know. I mean, right now they're they're like twelfth or so. I could be wrong. I mean, it's it's tough after twenty games. It's tough well, do they go in order though? Like, if you're not in the bottom, if you're not in the top um, or the bottom, uh, what is it, fourteen? I think then you're the lottery team, right? But let's yeah. say if we're the tenth seed at best, I mean, would we possibly still keep our pick? I, I yes, yeah, I've been trying to figure that out. <laughs> I don't want to do the math. <laughs> I'm trying to do the math here because I'm thinking that's where we're going at best now. With this yeah. team, we got a tough schedule ahead. We've already dropped a lot of the games that we should have won. And on top of that, it was so frustrating how all those days he had off were coming in well-rested, and then you go against bad teams that have play- several players that are out. How yeah. is this even po- – in past years, we would never have thought that this would happen. Like We're in a bad place right now, and it's so early on in the season. And it's just – yeah, there's not going to be a severe – roster shakeup because what they, what are they trying to do? They're trying to, you know, what convey that pick to the Knicks, right? They're, they want to own all their future first round picks because we have no yeah. assets. Yes. I mean, Dinwiddie is, I would say he's an asset. It would somewhat, obviously you're not going to trade Luca, but everybody else is there. I mean, maybe Finney Smith, but everybody else definitely for sure is not an asset. They're nothing. I you're mean, not moving, you're not moving anything that doesn't basically shift the problems around. Where you get, right. if you were to move on from even Bullock, and I know people don't agree with this just because he's shooting so poorly, but you open up a hole that they have to fill. You know, you move, yeah. you move Dorian Finney Smith, you create a massive problem at, at with your defense. So it's, it's right, it's, it's tough. It's very and, tough. And I swear, if THJ was traded, he would not be in the league for very long. I mean, I don't know how many years he's got left on his contract, maybe a couple more years, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't see how he's even playing. Is this because he's on a contract, a decent size contract? I think they're I think I think that that is like they want him to play through this, but he he's not. I mean, we have 20 we have 19 games of mess 
So if he was on the vet minimum right now, you think he'd be like, okay, you're, you suck. I mean, yeah. just go to the yeah. end of the bench. Okay. Yeah, you're invested in the player, and you can't trade a player unless a player has, has some sort of value, and they're not going to you know package picks with them. It's in the Mavs' best interest that he play well. Like Nobody wants any of these guys right. to play bad. It's just you kind of hope that he, he breaks out of the shooting slump, but he, he hasn't. And it's so it, crazy it just, how we were. Even towards the end of the game, this game, we play better. I mean, I mean, definitely last year, but this year uh, it's kind of hard to tell because we've been playing mostly bad teams. But this game, like we really were in it until towards the end, it just got away really quick. We got got down to by sixteen. I mean, a couple minutes before that, we were only down by like I think we were down by one at one point. Yeah, um, they got within one. Yeah, it's just and- nuts. And the Grayson Allen thing in the beginning, it, it was nuts. But we, I don't even fucking know, man. I, this is frustrating. But la- last thing I was gonna say is. Should they trade Wood just to get something for him? I know he's I don't on that think spot. They can. I don't think they can. I don't think he gets him anything. And we are in a bad. He's playing play. well, but he's there's like this dude has a has a tarred reputation around the league. He's and, he, not, he, and he's going to yeah. be an unrestricted free agent. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right. So. so, all right. Well, let's just keep uh, this. This is going to be suffering all year. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, and um, let's see here. In in post game, uh, Luka Doncic says we just got to or we just got to keep going. There are eighty two games. We have to keep going. Just like us, we have to keep going. Mister Pearson, welcome back. Brandon, you there? Give him a second to uh, to, to locate the audio, and then I will. Um, if not, I'll move on to somebody else. Brandon, invite yourself back up if you want to in a bit here. I'm going to move on to my next caller. Micah, welcome. What do you got for us tonight? Hit that unmute button for us there. Kirk, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. What about you? Making it. Still watching this, you know, doing like like a fellow, like one of them Knicks fans says all the time, I'm embracing the mid. So... (laughs) What is, what is he even what is he even talking about with this CYO phrase they keep on throwing out there? I need to look. I, I'm, I'm my brain is tired. I don't. Right. I do not know. It it gets that way after watching this team. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. I mean, we keep on. It's like it turned out pretty much the way I expected. I mean. I, I felt better about it looking like they tried to put out put up some kind of fight, you know. But they're just not good enough. Man. They're just not good. Sorry, and it's just like that's the problem when like making one bad roster move and it starts and it just cascades a domino effect to oh crap. We're now we're in this situation, and it's just when you look around. I mean, yeah, it sucks going through it, but if you look around the league, doesn't only happen to us. Like, how long do you think it's going to be before Brooklyn's really competitive after they've locked themselves into that monstrosity? Same with the Lakers. Sure. That's so. It's just. One bad roster move, and 
you're you've pretty much thrown off your timeline for about three to four seasons. It can it, it can be very bad, it, particularly for any teams that are limited in what they can do. Where you're granted these exceptions if you're over the salary cap, and if you mess up your exception, which frankly is pretty easy to do, just because you're dealing with a pool of players with a limited dollar amount, but it still really hurts. I mean, that's where this the the Maverick salary cap construction. Back in 2019, they were so concerned about going over the cap because they thought they would have a chance to make a play for Giannis Antetokounmpo, which at the time was stupid. I'm sorry. It was stupid at the time. I'm not, you know, some of my friends at other sites are like, oh, we could do it. It's like, no, it's never worked. Stop no. doing, stop doing the same damn thing. So No, and, and, was, and that was the problem. We Now the problem is they're over the cap with shitty salaries. Right. They're over the cap with shitty salaries. And it's not just that. It's – those bad moves such and and not just that, when you do like stuff that is considered foul moves around the league, that that messes with your reputation for a while. Where people are like, Oh, that's how they do it over the like the way that like I I, I understand it was old regime, but the way that they just straight salary dumped uh, Harrison Barnes in the middle of the game to go chase some big fish that had no desire of coming here was just disgusting. And when you do stuff like that, who wants to come play for your organization? And the way that our media is doing with Christian Wood, the way that it's pretty much like the whole top is just trying to beat him down. You know, and and it's like we're having a proxy war between, like, the organization, Mass State Media, and I guess us toxic fans, but there you go. Well, but no, see, see, and that's where, like, that's where any sort of, look, I I don't, I don't particularly condone, like, just because you have access to say something to somebody doesn't mean you should. And I'm guilty of this as anybody. I've lost my mind over the years, and I'm trying to be better about it as I'm older. But the notion of it that the fans have any part in this to play is so fucking stupid. Like, I'm sorry, none of us built the team. Like, I, I, period. It is the owner, it is the GM, it is the previous GM, and that is why we're here. Right. It's, yeah. It's it, the the note. Like the. I'm sorry that everybody's frustrated, and people are rightfully, understandably frustrated that the team that went to the Western Conference Finals has taken a firm step back a firm step back because yeah. of mistakes right. made by all parties involved. I'm sorry that we, yeah. want, that we want accountability and we don't want to be told that the, the answer to the ball handler question might be Frank Nilakina or Josh Green. Might be on the roster, guys. I'm sorry or that we advise this Faku, shit. Or Faku Kapazu. <laughs> it's, it's not the media reporting's fault either, but like, there could have, like, particularly if you're analysts as opposed to reporters, reporters report what they get told. But if you're an analyst, right. some healthy skepticism is, is the order of the day. Right. They, they failed more just because, like, you luck into Luka Doncic because the Kings are morons and Atlanta is morons. That doesn't mean you're gold from there. There's some skepticism that, that can be in play. Right, right. Speaking of Atlanta, we did it in Atlanta. And that was smelling ourselves and just stay packed 
even though we lost a player. But and it's crazy. I was like, I didn't want to tell myself that, that we had landed. And then as soon as I started thinking that we did, I was like, well, maybe the hope is that we make that kind of trade to make ourselves better. Kirk, I'm here to tell you, I was wrong. They are still not good. They just aren't. They just aren't. I, man, there's some fool's gold going on bad. Oh, for those of y'all that thought Utah was going to be good, you are also, you are as sorely mistaken as the rest of us that thought this team had a chance of being good. I mean, stuff happens. It's not just us. It's no, not. No, you're right. It's not. It's it's definitely not. It's just it's it's we only care about us. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's frustrating. We have every right to be frustrated and skeptical because, like me, I've been watching the sport and watching film, and watching breakdowns, and I take a lot of pride in my knowledge of the game. So you can't tell me because of who you know that I'm supposed to act like I'm what I'm seeing on right. the court. Like that you miss the obvious. That you that right. that's what's always driven me crazy because it's like this is a game that is very straightforward to understand and very hard to master. But the entry level for basketball is straightforward. That's why I do this. I had no particular other than being a guy yelling on the internet. So like when, when we get talked down to, like you don't know what you're talking about, and then you have a discussion and, and look, arguments are fine. Arguments are great. Sports arguments are great because they don't ultimately matter. But we've been told right. a lot of stuff about this team for years, for years and years and years, going back to like post-2011 type stuff. And none of it's rang true when you do the long, long scope of things. They screwed up Dirk's post-championship uh, that he took, you know, I'm just sick and tired of 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 uh, some of these these elements where it's like, well, here's why here's why what the Mavericks did was actually good. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that, Kurt. It, mm-hmm. Like, I'm we're seeing what we're seeing, and yeah, we're being compared to that 07 Cleveland team. We're doing a lot of stuff that they did. <laughs> Very similar uh, to what Anthony did. The- they, hey, their uh, JaVale McGee signing was very end of the road to kill O'Neal. Very, yeah. Just <laughs> terrible. It is the same thing. With the- <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for joining me again. Oh, yeah. Anytime, Kirk. Have a good one. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next, then we got my man Ewan. How we doing, friend? Hey, what's going on? What's up? What you got for us tonight? Yeah, man, just piggyback on what Chris said. You know, you get the notification like, "Hey, it's gonna be a lineup change," and hey, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. It's like, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, rest Reggie because he's playing so great and he's you know, <laughs> he deserves a night so a night off." <laughs> and then we're gonna put think about what you've done. <laughs> You're in timeout. And then we're going to reward Tim Hardaway Jr. by putting him in the, in the starting lineup with the great play he's had this year. It's 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 crazy. It's like Jay Kidd is really he's really psychotic. Like these guys. Really I mean, I I I'm gonna nod and not say nothing because I'm leery about getting too far into this. I I just I'm very worried about what I'm gonna say. And. I'm just, I'm, 
Yeah, I know. And it's like, when you watch the game, it's like, you know, Luca make the right play, and our players don't, they, they, they don't, execute and then the team the other the, the our opponents just goes down and they could be literally in the same situation as us you know double pass out swing to their to their role players and their role player knock the shot down and it's like everything it seems like everything is going right for the opposite team and everything that could go wrong for us is going wrong and it's like it just it just feels like a little bit overwhelming then you hear you know the national narrative being pushed out you know, you hear like Sam Mitchell and them guys at halftime saying Tim Hardaway, the last three games is like oh for fifteen from threes because Luca's throwing him. That was threes. fucking terrible. That's a war crime from a couple of fucking morons. I don't want to hear what sex truck Isaiah Thomas has to say about oh, a fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, that's just and it's like the, them guys don't watch. They don't watch the. They're the diehard fans like us to watch every game till we can literally see possession for possession and how bad Tim Hardaway is. Like, he gets open shots, yes. a lot of open shots, and then he comes down and he takes shots early in the shot clock and it's still breaking. It doesn't matter what part of the shot clock he gets shots. He's not making any. And you can see on that play when, you know, as soon as he tried to be a playmaker and try to swing the ball through the middle across the pass and it was a turnover, Luca was just like, bro. <laughs> yeah, so for, just, so, so for anybody out there is like under the age of like, I want to say like 28, you probably don't necessarily know about Isaiah Thomas and the sexual harassment scandal with his time as the New York Knicks. Just Google Isaiah Thomas sex truck. He is a terrible person and an asshole. And there's a reason that none of the dream team guys didn't want him on the team. Nobody liked him. And then there's Sam Mitchell up there who has hated on Luca for years. That dude sucked as a coach. Tired of hearing from him too. There's a reason these guys don't have jobs other than to sit, sit on a, Sit on a, you know, they they do the equivalent of what what I do, which is talk some shit from a, from behind a mic. Only their their microphone is louder. Yeah, that's crazy. And lastly, it's like, all right, you put Tim Tim Hardaway in the star lineup. Off rip, you see it ain't working out. Like that move is is a big f. So now you say, okay, all right, I failed on that aspect. Let me start Christian with the third quarter. And whoop de woo look at it. We have life. Offense is flowing. Him and Lucas doing great. You know, Lucas in a post. Pitch out to Christian Wolf for three. And, and you know, they're vibing. Yeah. And then the game's over. And then Kid is in post game. And he's somehow, someway trying to blame Christian Wolf. It's like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, <laughs> no, he sucks. <sighs> but he's going to be our coach forever. So everybody get used to it. Yeah, man. He, he is and, going to be the coach forever, guys. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, like one Western, like, like Rick, Rick Carl made it to the finals. That gave him 10 years. A Western conference final run. Was that, does that mean five? At least five. At least look <laughs> at least look a contract. At least look a, And lastly, it's just like, you know, we have some self, some self stuff that we got to fix. You know, the defense is bad, but we got to get better on the free throws. Like we do oh, it's so bad. Like 10 points a game on free throws. And you know, that, the 25th, team in the league percentage wise for free throws while shooting the fourth most yeah that's yeah that's that's just crazy but yeah man i mean i don't know i don't know how we're gonna turn this around like you said no help is coming but at this point what's left to do you already tried everything else you try to start starting starting tim hardaway you bench reggie bullock for a rest game because he deserves it so the next thing to do is to might as well just put Christian Wood in the start of lineup. Well, I have some really good ideas, but I I'm not breaking them out when they're one game below 500. I'm not I'm not 
I am I am very close to becoming like a a a a full on lunatic like revolutionary about this, but I'm not there yet. The the losing games to Boston and and um Milwaukee suck because they're really good, but it's those other two games that have put me in this 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 like like very insane place. Um so it's it's all of it together and you're under 500 and then you have bad bad quotes from a from a from a coach who who is is in a you know he he's in a, a a he he's in this mess of his own making to a degree um because he you know he's coach but he's also involved in the front office and like nobody talks about that i feel like a crazy person when i say this shit cuz no one else is saying it like he's out there on his own he's like oh you know cuz carl wasn't super involved in the front office cuz donnie did whatever the hell he wanted to do not to mention no one wanted to play for carlisle so you kind of had to just go with what you got Okay. Um, lastly, I have a question. So with the media credentials of the reporters and everyone that gets to ask questions, they, they have like a, a no, like a list of certain questions you can't ask. Cause it doesn't seem like the reporters are really asking him the questions that we on, on this platform is talking to each other every day about like this, the reporters are not really asking him. The oh, they questions. ask. I mean, if, if you like, they do post post game media availability, which you can probably find on, on the internet and some of the questions are not too terrible the beat reporters are not as as great about this which is like why, why when people get really pissy with like brad townsend and callie kaplan i just don't necessarily like it's not it's not their job to basically be like to be questioning the coach outright right, um, grant afset of, of dallasbasketball.com has been asking some slightly more specific questions about game situation stuff which kid will not answer it is not in kids' interest to answer these things, which is why some of these answers that he's giving are really bad. I mean, for for kid to question the only quarter that they won and basically make it seem like that they won the rest of the quarters by more, it's it's really something. I mean, uh, in the chat, somebody said, you know, what about Tim Band McMahon? Tim will ask – Cato and McMahon will ask questions when they're there, but Cato wasn't there tonight. I mean, there's th- things have to get more dire than this, though, guys. I'm just gotta be honest. Like a 500 basketball team, when the rest, it's it's you know, kids, kid keeps throwing things up along the lines of like, look at the rest of the league. He's not wrong. Everybody else kind of playing like mess too, except for the Celtics and the Bucks, who we just lost to. So there's the, like the Mavericks are still fourth best in the Western Conference in terms of point differential. Do you guys know that? Like we're 11th or something like that, <laughs> but we're fourth best in the in the point differential. So. Yeah, he just he just can't he just can't continue to like hope and pray and just hope and pray like the league continue to be that mediocre and like the good teams are gonna. Well, they hope that they hope that they'll figure it out. That's what they do because it's like, what if if Tim Hardaway goes from shooting twenty nine percent to shooting thirty five percent? Do the Mavericks win some more games? Probably. Yeah, (laughs) that's the worst part. So, all right, hopefully a win soon to get out of the streak. That's right. Thanks for hopping on. Talk soon. Wow, getting more and more people in here. I'm going to be in here for a while, aren't I? All right, Mr. Dang, let's go. Doe, you there? Hit that unmute button from the chat. Just great audio when uh, when when we all forget how these things work. All right, I'll invite you back up here later. I got to move along because I don't want to be up all night long. It's going to be a long day. Ike, welcome back. Hey, what's up, Kirk? It's okay. I can't hear you very well. You come closer to the mic. Can you hear me now? Cannot. If the green ring is not lighting up around your name all, at all. Are we on uh, AirPods or a speaker or anything along those lines? Yeah, I'm on speaker. 
Um, don't know how to make it any better other than put your mouth right up to the speaker. All right, I'll do the best I can. Um, I was kind of, you know, the uh, making it to the Western Conference Finals was like almost a gift and a curse. And it's only specific to our team and our front office because while it's wonderful to make it that far, um, given how our front office operates, I knew that most likely they would be more likely to kind of rest on their laurels, so to speak, and essentially not do what was necessary for the team to actually take the next step. Now, you know, I give them credit for taking a swing at Christian Wood for basically nothing. But the fact that, you know, you sign JaVel McGee and Compazzo and think that, you know, besides losing Jalen Brunson, that this team can actually take that next step was you kind of wonder about the, um, <laughs> the mindset of the front office, um, especially looking at what we were able to do and what this team actually needed. To, so, so just in case anybody wasn't able to hear Ike, he, he basically summarized the fact that that the the front office is really feels like they rested on their laurels and they tried to bring in guys to solve problems that weren't as big a problems as we like to behave as as they behave like they were, particularly rebounding and defense, which McGee was brought in to do and he just didn't do. And I, I there's the team building for this team. I've had an issue with it for years, and it doesn't matter who the front office is. I think that Nico and kid deserve a little bit of time because this year was going to be really tough, regardless whether Brunson resigned or not. But I don't think the Mavs were going to be down this bad because it's, it's, it's just, it feels like they're wasting a year of Luka Doncic. And I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll make this quick too. I mean, and I think that was the frustrating part. And I know that, you know, you can talk about, you know, cap and the luxury tax and all that crap or whatever, but it's, you know, it's, it's about, you know, making the right moves and bringing in the right type of people and, Given that type of contract to McGee, you know, it's kind of like we asked for this type of production. It's like, what do you expect almost, you know? But um, a quick question, and I really would want to know your thoughts. It kind of seems like a simple question, but I've been thinking about it. What is the biggest need or the biggest concern right now for the Mavs? Is it the, the actual lack of interior presence? or it is that secondary ball handler, an, an additional ball handler? I think it's an additional ball handler. But there can be an argument made for both. It's really tough. Yeah, especially because people outside of, obviously, Giannis, you know, one of the uh, characteristics of this losing streak, and actually in all these games, is just the free-for-all free for all at the rim. Um, that teams have just been driving and finishing at the rim nonstop, and we just have no physical interior presence to, you know, to send a message or to stop it at any type of competent level. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're in desperate need of a shakeup, and I don't know if that shakeup's going to come in. I don't think it is either. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out, Ike. Appreciate you. All right. Remember, guys, if you're, the ring's not really lighting up around your name, the, the crowd can't hear you. So we're going to give Mr. Dang a chance again. Let's uh, fire on all cylinders, guys, because I don't want to be up super late. Doe, got to hit that unmute button. Hey, can you hear oh, me? Oh, you there? There we Sorry. go. Sorry. 
There we go. What's up? You know, that last caller is right. Nobody respects our defense. It's not just about somebody blocking the ball. Nobody takes charges anymore. You remember how many charges Jalen Brunson took? Sure. You know, it's just I'm glad to see at least Woods Wood starting. And the best move that was made the whole night was Bullock sitting on the bench. <laughs> it was the best move I've seen all season, you know. Well, I mean, he he's, he's hopefully comes back and hits some shots because he's still on the team and we need guys to score. We we do, but it was great seeing Wood to start, you know, the third quarter too. What I was mad about was in the fourth quarter, we didn't react very well. You know, he called no pick and rolls involving Wood. You know, there were no plays for Wood at all on the low post whatsoever. You know, there was no ISOs for 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 um, Luca. You know, it, it, it somewhere on on the lower boxes. You know, it just seemed like there was no coaching done at all. You know, timeouts, no plays were called after they were, they were successful. It's just yeah. like you said, Igor was the man last year. We now know that kid had nothing to do with the success of the plays that were called after timeouts. Now it's making me pine for Rick Carlisle so bad right now. <laughs> rough world thanks for hopping in doe all right thanks for talking hmm? all right coming up next we got hey logan what's going on how's it dude? going kirk it's a going tell me what you're thinking um well so i've heard you say before and i kind of agree that like you still think we can get to like an upper 40s in wins and i was almost gonna i was gonna ask you but just for the brevity of it like I kind of see that too, but it just all is going to come down to the variance of the shooting because like the shot quality is still good and we're just shooting like of the teams that take the most threes, we get the best shot quality of them. It's, it's us, Sacramento, Indiana. It's like all these teams that are kind of over their heads right now. It's like Sacramento, Indiana, Utah specifically. And they have this like really high floor of like taking a lot of threes and making them, which is why they're kind of out kicking their coverage. And so I guess it's like the, but that feels like it would be optimistic where you're like, these are role players that have done it before. And not just that, but Luca generates the shots. Like he's generating them now. That's why whenever people are like, oh, our role players just got hot in the playoffs. It was like, well, they were also getting open shots. Like we had three of the top five people in, in open threes. So that's why I don't think, I mean, there was fluky aspects of the run, but in general, if you're generating the best shots, that is what it is. But what I was going to say, I guess, is that, like, that's my optimistic, like, we can get to the upper 40s and wins, but it's just so frustrating. Like, how absurd would it be if Milwaukee just fell apart if Grace Allen wasn't hitting? Like, that's the, that's the roster problem is that, like, most good teams, they just kind of play those guys a few, a few less minutes and they sort of like retrofit what the, you know what I mean? But we don't have like, if one cog is off, it's just very frustrating. Cause like you shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. You know, especially when you have Luca that it's like Luca created threes are the entire, like people say it's heliocentric ground Luca. He's going to get his 30. It's really like the entire system revolves around, revolves around players who are like role players, just making threes. Like that's the entire, and, I mean, I guess it's been that way for a while, so it's not like I'm saying anything new, but 
that just that variance i guess it's just like not it's not comforting it's not like we might go on a, a nine in one streak in like a week and we pretty much just forget about all of this but it's just not i just i don't you know what i mean it just yeah, doesn't yeah. feel right but oh, but is that your is that sort of like where you're at? I mean I know it's hard to be optimistic right now but I have heard you say like still think we can kind of get to that like forty seven at least forty eight. I mean so we got so nineteen games so sixty three games left like getting to the upper forties basically means going it's not that yeah it's it's like going thirty five and twenty eight or something the rest of the way I can't do math right um, it's it's doable yeah. So no, it is. It's just, I guess that's the only way I can see it though, is the fact that the shooting, shooting variants exist and like we depend on it. Yeah. But that's all. I think I'm going to write something about, I think I'm going to write about like the narrow kind of the way, because it's happening in the league a lot. Like if Sacramento stops shooting if people are like, how are they doing good? That's it. Like it's, that's the reason. Cause even if you don't have a too great of a defense, someone was talking about how high of a floor you have when you are like taking that many. When if you're Utah, Sacramento, if you're making them, you're just going to be in every game. And we don't have that. You know what I mean? Right now, but we're built to have it. Well, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Do, do, do. Who we got? Let's try Brandon again. How you doing? Yes, sir. Thank you, Kurt. Sure. Welcome back. Yeah, so uh I mean the roster to me is is pretty much built like a a traditional, you know, Dallas Fabrics team. If you go back, it's always had that <laughs> had poor talent. And I was putting something in the chat earlier that I think that the woes started back when, you know, Cuban got the bright idea to to try to hit a home run. If you think back in two thousand nine when they tried to get Jason Kidd, they gave up Devin Harris when he was kind of on his on his incline, getting better in two first round picks. And you know, after that, it's just the bright ideas to get Harris and and uh, God, the dude from uh, the Rockets. I can't think of his name right now. Chandler Parson. That was a terrible contract. And Wes Matthews. They re up Wes Matthews a couple of times. That was a terrible pick and. You know, they just didn't focus on, you know, paying the J.J. Bereas, paying the, you know, the Jalen Brunces, uh, keeping Devin Harris. So, I mean, it's sad, but it's not surprising because this is just a typical Dallas Mavericks tradition to, you know, keep a roster around that doesn't really uh, have just a, 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 a core player that you could depend on besides one player. Well, it's terrible. I mean – I showed a, a box score from late March 2019, which is Luca's rookie year. And the top seven minute getters, one was Dirk Nowitzki, one was Luka Doncic, uh, one was Jalen Brunson, and then the other four guys were all guys who played rotation minutes tonight. Tim Hardaway, Maxi Kleba, Dorian Finney-Smith, and there was one more. Um, but it's, it's, it's Dwight Powell. It's the same guys. And it's been the same guys. It's just we pay them more money now, <laughs> and we expect different results. I don't really get it. Yeah, yeah, we just pay more money. Yeah, and I mean to to Rick's to Rick's. I think the the main thing that irritated me about Rick was his, the way he treated Tom House. But you know, it's kind of petty by me. But to Rick's credit, I think he developed 
a lot of players. I think he had a lot to do with developing um, uh, Crowder, um, Dorian, um, Jalen. There was a couple more guys that even Bass, and when he was in this height in the NBA, you know, I think Rick had a lot to do with developing him. And the same like you were saying about Hardaway. And I just don't see, um, you know, any type of development with Kid around. And it's, I don't know. I just don't see any players getting better while he's there. I, I see a lot of regression, but I don't see any progression with, you know, with Kid in the front. Woo! I don't disagree one tick. Well, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. You got anything else? All right. Thanks, Kurt. All right. No, I say appreciate you, man. Sure thing, man. All right. Coming up next, then, let's go to Rain. Welcome, Rain. How are you? Got I've got a sweet Christian uh, Wood Rockets avatar there. Hit the unmute button for us. Tell us what you got. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, <laughs> this this game was an acceptable loss. I can take it. We had a better team. But what I can't accept, um, as so many people have probably gone over a thousand times today, one okay. kid's post-game <laughs> comments, like the only quarter that they win with the lineup that's winning Fuck it. It's a it's BYO. It's a go down to your local court team. That's what it's worth. And we have, I've not been someone who's been clamoring for Josh Green to start, but this was the perfect game to have the opportunity. But instead, we, I'm going to swear, we played Tim fucking Hardaway Jr. That's his legal name. Him to, so you're fine with that. To, to, to throw some, throw some bricks out there. Now he actually hit a couple of shots today. So I'll calm my farm on that one. But this was an actual game where we had a, some positives and we had a chance to try some things and possibly shut some people up and explain why we don't do these things. But instead, we just make the most retarded coaching decisions possible. And I see no way out from here. I'm, I'm almost at the point that if this wasn't a Luca MVP level season, we should be saying, fuck it. Let's trade everything to the Lakers, take Russ, and take whatever we can get, clear the salary cap space, and get some assets. They just say, fuck it. But Luke is playing at an MVP level this season, so we can't, and if we do so, we sign we sign away into our rights to Luke forever. And if if things continue as they are, and we make the plan with Luke at the MVP level season, he's probably fucking gone anyway. So... Oh, it's tough. It's very upsetting because it's just when you watch games like this, it just magnifies all the different stuff and all the different years of problems. But like you say, tonight was an acceptable loss because the Bucks are really stinking good. There were a few things that I did like, but I wonder if the Mavs are going to learn the right lessons from them. I don't think they will. I really don't think they will. Yep, I totally agree. I don't think they are. I don't think we've learned. Well, we have, as fans have learned something. What a surprise. Play Wood. What a surprise. Give Green small minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. fucking sucks. What a surprise. <laughs> but I don't think Jason Kidd has learned any of this, and I don't think he ever will. Like you said, he wants to win his way or nothing. And it's probably going to be nothing, and it probably signs away the fact that, or well, signs off that Luke is gone. And I would hate like, to see I, that. The Mavericks but... have two years beyond this one to really get something together. But by the second half of the... You just look at the, the calendar here since I tend to get confused by all this stuff but if if you go like his contract goes through i want to say this is first year 
second year, third year. So like by the end of the third year, so like 24, 25, if they haven't done something interesting by, by 24, 25, I think the calls from him are going to get loud, but that's a long time. Like when the Mavericks got Chris Porzingis, we started off 16 and six and thought that the Mavericks going to win the stinking title. And then everything collapsed in a hurry. Then, so it's like, I'm not willing to prognosticate that far in the future where I just find myself continually frustrated. This I can see that domino meme of like, small decisions that constantly add up. And when, you know, that you start off a year like this where Luke is playing this well, and yet it's the third time in out of the last three seasons where they start the year poorly, it's just, it's frustrating. So Yeah, and the, the thing is, if we played like we did today, if we played like this against the Raptors last night, if we played like this against... Yes, you win. Uh, that, that, that Thunder game, you win. We win. We would be, I don't know, what, at 14 and... Yeah. Six, whatever it is. Or, but, or, I mean, even if you're like still three games above 500, we're not below 500. It's even if you're playing like just mediocre basketball, we're probably still in here bitching, but the tone is different. The feel is different. Yeah. So, yeah, at, at the end of the day, if they keep playing like this, I won't complain with how they play, but I still have a lot to complain with coaching and with front office decisions, I'm sure. So, um, I've said my piece and now uh, I'll let someone you. else have a go. Talk soon. Nice. See ya. Okay, let's go to Nav. How are you? Welcome back again. Hey, um, I just want to emphasize how asinine the whole Christian Wood situation is. Like, make sure everybody's on the same page, get it on record, right? So Mavs trade a first-round pick for him. Christian Wood's an unrestricted free agent. Regardless of what you think of Christian Wood as a basketball player, he is one of our best players, if not the second-best player. Top right. three. Okay. So he's an unrestricted free agent. We made an investment of a first-round pick in him. You have said that that Jason Kidd was involved somewhat in the decision to bring him here, if I remember correctly. Which player? Sorry, I zoned Christian out. Christian Wood. I mean, I don't like. I I basically consider him to be an element of the front office because him and Nico were hand in hand, to where he's presented with the opportunity to trade four players that he wasn't going to use. For a player who's talented, he sort of has to accept it, even if the guy isn't what he wants. Like he right. has to, because those okay. contracts we got rid of were brutal. We were not getting a better deal for those poor guys. Okay, so I guess my whole point is that Christian Christian Wood's success is in the best interest of the team, you regardless. Think? Regardless, yeah, regardless of what you think of Christian Wood as a player. And so, if you want to, you know, build up his. You know, trade value, you need to be treating him like he's like the second star. If you want to sign him after the offseason, you need to be treating him. You'd think, you'd think, but, you know, there's there's some weird stuff going on on the Twitters at the moment. Jeff Skinway kind of responding to a couple of tweets, getting everybody's sort of conspiracy horns up, wondering if there's some stuff going on behind the scenes. The only thing I can really think of is that it's it's Woods' agent being a pain in the ass. Um, because he kind of has a reputation for being a little bit of a, uh, let's just say he comments on stuff a lot and, and it, it, it's a contract year for what, this is his last big payday. He doesn't get one now. He's not getting one ever. So it's a, it's a, it's, there's just a lot of stuff that's going on. That's complicated that I probably don't understand, but it still sucks. So, well, you got anything? Oh shoot. He dropped off. All right, um, let's go to David. Hey, David, what's going on? 
Hey, Kurt. Um, just uh, wanted to say at least a, a loss that finally makes sense to me. Um, you know, tonight I, I felt like the third quarter they gutted it out. Uh, I missed uh, the opportunity to call in yesterday. And, I wouldn't say you uh, missed it, Bob. Sorry. <laughs> that, was a terrible, that was a terrible game. So frustrating. Well, something stood out to me, and I wanted to get your take. Um, and I, I, I listened to the, the recast from last night, and I, I didn't quite hear it. I think we talked, you talked about it before. Um, it was real interesting that uh, at the end of the game, it was, this is a microcosm that I've seen, not just in Maxi, but other players as well. The overpassing on open looks. And like even tonight, uh, I think Harp on the cast said, you know, you know Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, doesn't usually hesitate, and he hesitated on an open look. Thank God he needs to hesitate on every open look. Um, but everybody else, like Maxi, not driving to the rim with the time left on the clock and forcing that awful, awful play at the end. I, I, he had about four open looks, I feel like, he passed up the other night against the Raptors. And yep. then, but in the first quarter, he wasn't. It was like something happened after halftime and scared him to death about shooting. Like he attacked the rim. He had a beautiful layup. He was doing things right. And then all of a sudden became scaredy cat maxi. And I have no idea. Like they need to get a therapist in there for these guys. That's what they need more than anything. Well, they, they don't have one agent. And, but I agree. Cause it's not working. I mean, but maxi played like a good game tonight. That's what was so fascinating. Like he came out firing. He hit two threes, only the fourth game of the year that he's hit multiple threes. Um, they all look better tonight, and it's just why can't they get it up for these games where they should blow a team out of the water? Like, they should have destroyed the Raptors. The half-court offense alone stuff, it's like, ugh, God, it's just such a mess. Like, that loss sucked so much more than tonight's. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I honestly expected to get griddled tonight uh, after going to the wire last night just for a loss uh, on a back-to-back. And the Bucks, that's what a championship team looks like when a team comes into your house on a back-to-back, right? Like. Yep. You just come out absolutely bla- like freaking Garrett. Uh, what was it? Yeah, Allen looked like Ray Allen in the first yeah. half. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, last thing, I, I just have a quick anecdote. Uh, a few years ago, and I'll never forget this. A friend of mine took me to the Warriors game, and uh, we're in the elevator, and Donnie Nelson walks into the elevator along with uh, some high school standout and this high school standout's dad, and. Um, like as the door is open, he's getting out. He's, you know, I'm quiet. I'm just like shutting my mouth. Cause I'm like, Holy shit. Donnie Nelson's in the, the elevator with us. Um, he gets out, he, you know, like definitely smelled some booze on him. Uh, so I don't know if he was drunk or whatever, but he grabs the kid's cat. Cause he had a warrior's hat on and he tosses it into the trash or like towards the trash can. The kid was like, Whoa, you know, cause he was a warrior's fan. Obviously he's a Steph fan. You know, they, they rock. And uh, he was like, no, you take that garbage off. You're in a Mavericks place. So he's like, I'll get you a new one. And I was like, dude, you're kind of a dick. No wonder, like, we can't get free agent signing. Like, are you like this to everybody? Like, um, is it like um, that? I will simply say that the the smells of booze story is not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> okay, good. Because I was like, I, mean, I thought it was my friend, but I was like, he only drinks beer. I was like smelling some like, you know, straight up bourbon coming off this guy. Mm. And uh, I, it was it was a weird it was a weird scene. And I was just when a Nico Harrison came in, I, I got a little excited. I was like, maybe a Nike exec is exactly like he's going to speak the language of these players and hopefully he can get some people. I, I can't wait, you know, fingers crossed on this offseason uh, to maybe start to move forward from the mistakes of the past. I thought your article and everything you've talked about is nailing it on the head. And I look at our salary, like 
so much dead salary on our roster. And, you know, between Bertans, Tim Hardaway Jr., both those guys are making money that starter level players in every other team that I, I went and I got like paranoid and started thinking maybe I'm crazy. I've gone through every team's salary uh, in the last two weeks just to just out of curiosity. And we really are the only team I could find with dudes being paid that aren't even like starting, like they're not starting Rough. and maybe not even coming off the bench. It's impressive. It, it's, it's impressive. So it's like, you know, you, you appreciate the fact that they turned KP into something because Luke and KP just weren't going to work, even though Porzingis is actually playing quite well, but it's, it's wild. It's just so wild. This is, you get it. You get a player like Luca, and then you end up to where we're this pissy. It's so difficult to do. <laughs> I, I I thought Ike did a great job too. He he like called like I think it's fool's gold. I uh, I think he was the one that said it. But like it's fool's gold. Like getting to the Western Conference Finals last year, just like just like landing Luca as as glad as I am, I think hurt us because it caused us to react the wrong way again. Well, it, they they just they they went all in the way and you know the, if you look back to what happened during Anthony Davis's time with New Orleans. They went all in on some players that they really shouldn't have. Nobody had a, like a level like KP, but they got their books screwed up. And the same thing with LeBron basically running Cleveland their first go round. I mean, he wanted Shaq. He was basically the front office with a lot of stuff because the and, and things didn't work because at that point in time, I don't think LeBron understood. You know, it, it took till his second year in Miami to understand that he should be playing four out basketball. Um, players are never the best GMs. And that's why it's like, to a certain degree, I don't mind that Luca hasn't gotten involved in some of this stuff, but it's, it's also just like, I, I, I still don't think they understood what they had in Luca as of, as of late January, 2019, when they, they made the trade for Chris Stapps Porzingis. You know, I, my understanding of the time was that Porzingis thought he was coming here to be the star and Luca was going to be his sidekick. Seriously. And that, that. You know, wild, wild, right? I mean, did, it, <laughs> did you ever watch those uh, those cartoons, like the Game of Zones cartoons? Yeah, yeah. The one that they did about KP and like Cuban and Dirk was my friends and I still laugh about that. Anyone on the podcast listening, you absolutely need to go check out the the Dirk Nowitzki Game of the Game of Zones reference because they talk about how KP was, you know, a he was supposed to be here for life. He's like holding a qualified offer in his pocket. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I'll be here for life too, Dirk. And then uh he he talked about how, you know, KP's going to be number 1 and Luke's like, I'm already scoring 20 points a game. What 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 do you want? Yeah. And he's like, well, maybe you can be double double Dirk or maybe triple Dirk. Triple and then I promise Maxi he's the next me. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, uh the last thing I just want to ask and I'm not sure you know the answer. It's probably not a quick thing, but is it possible to avoid luxury tax to get creative and just fucking buy these like dead contracts out? Like Tim Hardaway, when he signed, I thought he had somewhat of a team friendly contract. Bertans is always an albatross, but like if you're going to pay luxury tax anyway, like who like does another 5 million just to get them the hell off the books and rebuild your team faster make any sense? Well, you still have to pay out the totality of the contract because the NBA contracts are fully guaranteed. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they're fully guaranteed, um, is it still against your cap the next year, though? Like, in, yes. in terms of the, your over cap, yeah, then, it's dead, then it's dead money. Okay. Just like football stuff. It's brutal. Okay. I was wondering yeah. about that. Well, that's a good question. All right, David. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks, Chris. All right. We're going to fly through some folks. Um, Adam, welcome back. Hey, How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, I'll be uh, really quick on this. Um, the context, uh, like for me, my, for my understanding of like the Jason Kidd situation, I think about Mark Cuban, and for me, Mark Cuban is an unreasonably loyal person. 
a lot of times to the wrong people. I don't know if you'd yes. agree with that or not. And so if you think about like Rick Carlisle, after the, after the championship in 2011, the Mavs didn't get out of the first round for 10 years. And he stuck with that guy. You know, against a, out of the first round's hard. It they is. mostly it signed is. him with shitty rosters. Oh, yeah, I still went in the front office. Oh, absolutely. Mark Cuban was a big contributor to that. But if you think about kind of, you know, you know, the kind of you know, suffering from success, getting to the Western Conference Finals to Cuban, that that buys kid a lot yes, of does. goodwill. And, <laughs> and that's what's a little scary if I, if I was a Mavs fan. Um, on the Christian Wood front, during, you know, during his time with the Rockets, one of the things that was really well known about Christian Wood after a few years was that he's just a very passive aggressive guy. Uh, a couple of instances of that, you know, if, if he wouldn't, you know, there were a couple of games where he didn't get, you know, more than two or three offensive touches in the first, in the first half, he just would refuse to shoot the ball in the second half, almost to like, basically like, I'm going to spite you guys. You know, if you guys really think you can win it without me. Um, you know, let's, let's see how you do. And, and, you know, post-game comments, you know, sniping kind of, you know, low-key on teammates and the coach or whatever the case may be. But you haven't seen that at all this year with Christian. I'm really surprised. He's actually been pretty mature for the situation he's in. I mean, if I'm thinking in, in, from his perspective, he's probably in a better situation last year to get paid than this year. And the inflection point to me, I don't know if you remember this, but it was, I think it was... October 28th or 29th. And he made some comments like, I want to be an all-star this year. You know, something to that effect. It got picked up by all these different, all these different outlets, SI included, and they agreed with them, right? You know, if, if, if Wood keeps playing like this, then Jason Kidd will have no, no choice, but to put him in a starting lineup. And he definitely could be playing in, you know, in the all-star game in Utah this year. Yeah. It was almost, I wouldn't say it's kind of it's pretty much consensus based on how he was playing through the first three or four games of the season. I don't know if there was some maybe PTSD, if I'm thinking in a psychological perspective that the Mavericks had is like Brunson basically used his placement in this team in the in the Mavs last year to secure a 30 million dollar a year bag based on us giving him an opportunity. You know, I don't know if maybe they're having some, I, I'm you know, trying to make sense of it. I, I oh, don't it's know. Definitely, it's definitely contractually based. It's, it's, I, I have no inside information on anything, but this is all like rooted in some sort. Cause his extension has a certain cap on it. They probably think he can earn more on the open market. It's, this is all awfully frustrating. Like, like, and I still get why the Mavericks took a gamble on it, but it's to uh, outwardly right now, it's a passive aggressive off where Christian Wood is winning because he's not saying silly stuff in the media. Absolutely. He, he's looking great. I mean, I, I, I would not have seen him playing this as well as yet. I mean, he's shooting 45% from three, 58% from the field on, you know, on, on limited touches. He's when he gets in the game, he's not just jacking up shots. You know, he's playing within the team dynamic. He's actually benefit, you know, obviously, you know, on defense, you know, there's a lot to be desired there, but the Mavs knew that, you know, that like yeah. nothing's changed, you know, no, that's true. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it up. I know that a lot of people want to get in, but thanks. Appreciate you. Okay. Let's fly through guys. Jacob, welcome. Hey Kurt. What up? Just another night in Mavs land. I heard that, man. I don't, 
I don't even know why I'm doing this. I haven't even watched the game <laughs> in like a week. I'm not <laughs> Actually, excited. it wasn't bad. It's kind of fun. Well, I mean, that's better than the Raptors game. I don't know. Maybe I should have just came in here last night after that game because I don't even know who I'm mad at anymore. I just I don't know if I have the energy or, you know, it's, uh, it's just uh, – I, I don't know. Uh, I think the most exciting thing that I look forward to at this point is just what tweet Brad Townsend is going to send out to – you know, set off other Mavs fans and, you know, I, like, see, if, like, I don't know why. It seems like he hates Wood. And it's just, uh, does he come, is he towing the company line? I don't know what the deal is. He needs to never look at his mentions is what he needs to do. No, yeah, he doesn't. Orders. I mean, I, they made me laugh, but no, he needs to steer clear of them. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, like, am I, am I mad at, am I mad at kid? I don't know. Cause like, the honeymoon period with him is definitely over. Like, sure. like I, I, I think I just come to the realization that he might be like the Peter DeBoer of the NBA. And for those that don't watch hockey in here, Peter DeBoer, everywhere he goes, he does really good in his first year. Uh, he in his first year with the Devils took him to the Stanley Cup Finals and went downhill from there. His first year in San Jose took the Sharks to the Stanley Cup Final, went downhill from there, and. Uh, I mean, you know, it's my it, kid kind of looks that way uh, from everything that I remember about his time with the Nets and the Bucks. Did pretty good in his first year, and it just turned into a shit show after that. So, I mean, maybe that's just who he is. And so, like, am I, like, am I mad at the media for not asking him the hard questions? <sighs> maybe, because like, I I don't know. I don't think you need to be a basketball genius to see that. Starting Tim tonight was just is just dumb. He's actively hurting the team. Like if he's not making threes, he is he might be one of the most unplayable players in the NBA. Like yes. he literally gives you nothing. And like he's he's a microwave. But right now he's a microwave that isn't plugged in. Oh, it's frustrating. Thanks, Jacob. Well, yep. All right. I like that. Microwave who isn't plugged in. It's very good. Um, where you go, my man? I don't want to butcher your name. How do I? How do I uh, pronounce? It's it? Abnezer. Abnezer, welcome. Oh, I'll remember next time. Honestly, after watching the last like eighteen Mavs games, it's just eighteen, seventeen Mavs games. It's just been painful. Um, the lack of accountability for Jason Kidd is just absolutely disgusting. Um, the entire front office is just sucking his dick the whole time. Mark Cuban, the line that he has as a fan and owner is just disappearing. It's just gross. This whole organization as a whole is just falling apart. And I was never a fan of like the Jason Kidd signing as a coach, not just like how he is as a coach, but um, just who he is outside of basketball. And this season is just really pushing my agenda of fire Jason Kidd. Oh my God! So I had a I had a fun exchange with one of my good friends who's a Lakers fan, and I basically said, "This is your fault." He's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, Genie Bus Genie Bus pulled him out of the dustbin because he was done. He was out of the league. He had no job. He wasn't part of any NBA. Nothing. He had he he had been freed from the Bucks for a year. Nobody wanted him on any staff. He came in to basically hawk over Frank Vogel's shoulder as they were expecting him to be the coach and waiting because nobody expected Vogel to work out." It was wild. So it's it's like I just like blaming I like blaming the Lakers for things. 
I mean, uh, the league's national TV games specials can be blamed on the Lakers. Like, you expect <laughs> them to be good by now. Um, honestly, I'm glad I'm a Dallas resident because if I was paying for League Pass to just to watch the Dallas Mavericks, I would be sick. Having done that, I can attest that sometimes it's not fun. It's like, thank God I have Bally Sports available to me, but damn. I don't know. This front office and then Nico's hesitancy to use a pick is just, it just baffles me. It's like, what pick? What are we going to use our picks for? If we have Luca, we're gar- we're basically a damn near playoff team every year. It's like we're getting a pick that's out of the lottery that we're probably not going to take the time to develop because having Luca just forces us into a win now situation in his year two. It's like we have no chance to develop our young players. And seeing how this organization is just letting Jason Kidd get away with whatever the fuck he wants to do, it's like, I can see why Jalen Brunson left. And I can see why Christian Wood is more than likely going to leave this offseason. Well, that stuff's always more complicated than we know, but I do find myself so frustrated. I, it's it's kind of my kind of in my deal to be frustrated. <laughs> I wish I wasn't because I wish the, we were coming in here and talking after a win, but four straight losses it is. Well, you got anything else for us? No, that'll be all. Appreciate you coming up. Hope you come back. Talk soon. All right. Let's go. Two more people. Jim, what do you got for us, Jim? Hit that unmute button. Sorry, I dropped my phone. Real real professional me. All right, Jim, um, if you can't find that unmute button, come back up here in a few seconds. We're going to go to my man, Charles. Maybe Charles will be the one to take us out. Charles, what's up? Mr. Pruitt was up here last night. We'll give him a second just to find the unmute button. Um, Otherwise, I will go back to Jim, who seems to have worked out his audio issues. Okay, let's try this again. Jim! Got to hit the unmute button there, and there we go. Yeah, I don't don't know, man. Can't hear you at all, bud. Can you hear me at all? Mm Mm-mm. One sec. Got headset, anything in, anything like that? Sometimes it gets a little goofy. That better? Uh, it was briefly, then it popped back down again. I'm sorry. Huh. Hang on. Is that better? All right. I'm sorry, man. I've got to, my wife is telling me I got to cut this short. Um, thanks everybody for hanging out tonight. I appreciate uh, those of you who come in here every night. Um, Jim, shoot me DM. We'll figure this out. And uh, we will talk later. Everybody have a good night. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.